Hi, it has been so exciting seeing the registrations coming in for our Revive Lifestyle Medicine Safari Retreat in Africa happening this January 2025. If this has been on your bucket list or if you have already gone and you cannot wait to go back, now is the time to save your spot. We'll be having incredible wildlife viewing excursions, including primate trekking, seeing elephants, rhinos, giraffes, lions, and more. Cultural experiences with local guides, healthful food in beautiful accommodations, participating in a service project, and sharing expertly guided lifestyle medicine activities, including nutrition, physical activity, stress relief, sleep, connection, nature, and more. How can you find out more about it? Well, go to the website, stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat. That's stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat, where you can learn more about our incredible itinerary and save your spot. CME is included for healthcare professionals. Any questions, reach out, and I cannot wait to share this incredibly transformative experience with you. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Stress-Free MD Podcast, where you learn how to be stress-free from the inside out, elevate your calm, and live your best, healthiest life. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Tiger, your self-care doctor. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Stress-Free MD Podcast. I am so happy you're joining me today for another wonderful episode. I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you are taking two steps forward and three steps back at work. And this is particularly common these days with healthcare professionals having to see patients in such a short block of time, frequently these 15-minute intervals, combined with the dreaded EHR, electronic health record, and the crazy amount of charting and incessant pings from patient labs and emails and interruptions while you're trying to get your notes done. And this charting in itself is so time-consuming and so stressful. And when you additionally are running over time with your patients, it just turns into one big, rushed, inefficient mess. And this causes you to feel even more stressed and anxious, right? And not showing up as your best self. And even more stressed about that, And then staying up late, bringing work home, and that just spills over into the next day. The work not getting done as well as all the emotions and the feelings associated with that. So on a recent healthcare professional group coaching session that I led just actually within this past week, my clients brought this topic up for discussion. 
One client noticed that it was easy to get into the flow during sports, such as when bike riding. You know that carefree, amazing feeling you get when you're exercising? Yeah. But describe not being able to get into that state during work. And the question arose, well, how can I do that? And I shared that I see flow as being of two different types. The flow state that was described during sports and the flow state that you get while you're at work. And if you think about it, we really don't wish to be in the carefree, out of your head flow state at work, right? I mean, that type of flow state when you lose track of time, yeah, nothing will get done. (laughs) So when we thought about that, we all laughed out loud, imagining what it would look like. And it wasn't good if you were in that particular flow state at work. But the flow state at work when you are in it is amazing. And it's really about being efficient, focused, and calm, and comes down to one word. And that word is presence. So how can you achieve that flow state of work and really get into the present moment? I've divided that up into three key steps that you can take to get out of the rushed, inefficient, stressed tornado and into the much more calm, efficient, gentle breeze flow state at work. And I'm sharing this from the eyes of the healthcare professional, but if you're listening and you're not in the healthcare space, that's okay. You can still use these tools as well in the space that you are in. Okay. So let's start with number one. (laughs) Number one is get organized with your tools. Identify what stress relief tools work for you. And when you do, I invite you to divide them into these two categories. And these categories are maintenance and rescue. Maintenance being the kinds of things that you're doing all of the time. And then rescue being the kinds of things you need to utilize in an emergency situation when you absolutely need it, when you're not in that homeostatic balanced state. And I see your tools as being in your personal quote unquote medicine cabinet. And so just like with an asthmatic, there are maintenance drugs such as an antihistamine that's taken daily and then rescue drugs such as an EpiPen that's utilized in case of an emergency. So I'd like you to think of your tools like that. Your tools that you use to interrupt and regain control fall into those two categories. And those two categories help you keep your ANS, your autonomic nervous system, that sympathetic and parasympathetic uh, components in homeostasis throughout your day. It's your maintenance. And then bring your ANS, bring that autonomic nervous system back into homeostasis when you're in that reactive state that helps you come out of busy thinking mind and back into the present moment. 
So come up with your list. Come up with your list of tools that work for you and when you can use them. Tools that you use during maintenance throughout your day and tools that work really quickly in an emergency situation. There could be some overlap, but you'll notice that those tools may be different. And I invite you to keep this list in a place where it's easily accessible to you. All right. So number one is getting organized with your tools and dividing them into the categories of maintenance and rescue. Number two, co-regulate with your patients. Co-regulate with your patients. I frequently hear from my medical student and resident clients that they are being taught to pause at the patient's door before entering and gather themselves. And that sounds wonderful, but it's actually realistically amping up their anxiety and inefficiency because they're already feeling so time crunched and this is just one more thing they have to do. And so I found this also goes for attendings, right? I can't do one more thing. Don't tell me to do one more thing, right? I'm just so busy. And in this case, you know, you're already coming into this appointment, anxious and stressed and rushed, and your patients are sitting in the waiting room, waiting to be called, feeling anxious, and your patients are then sitting in the exam room in a cold, thin paper gown, waiting, feeling anxious. So now you're both anxious and stressed. If you're coming into the room rushed and anxious, <laughs> and your patient's already anxious, well, that's just double trouble. So an easy solution is that you co-regulate with your patient. And the way that you do that is you do a stress relief tool with them, with them. You don't have to do something before you enter the room. I know you're busy. But since you're both feeling stressed and anxious, what patient isn't? Right? Patients love you, but trust me, they're not just all relaxed and calm and waiting to see you, right? No, that's not happening. When you co-regulate with your patient, it will save you time with no pausing at the door required and will also save you time because your appointment will be much more effective and efficient when you're both in the same calm, clear space. And your patient will think you're an even greater superhero (laughs) for teaching them something amazing that they can take away with them and use when needed. So the second way to get into and stay in the flow state at work is to co-regulate with your patients. All right, number three. Number three is, I invite you to see yourself through the eyes of your patient. Ask yourself, what does my patient need from me to feel seen, heard, and respected? It also helps to ask yourself, When I'm the patient, what do I need from my healthcare professional? Right? So you can see yourself as the patient. You can see your patient seeing you as the healthcare professional. What is it that your patient needs from you? What is it that you need from your healthcare professional so that you feel and so that they feel seen, heard, and respected? And taking a step back and getting a really wide angle lens is really, really informative. 
And when I did this in the group coaching session recently, there were a lot of aha moments recognizing that behaviors that they were doing were actually counterproductive. And the one overarching theme, when I asked the question, you know, what is it that your patients need? What is it that you need? The answer was engagement, engagement. And then we came up with this list. And this is a really wonderful, helpful list of allowing you to feel engaged with your patient so your patient can feel engaged back with you. Number one, introduce yourself. Say who you are if they don't know you already and what you do. You know, when we're rushed, this one frequently goes out the door. And this is a big pet peeve of mine. I don't like going as a patient to a medical practice where one person after the next just doesn't even tell me what their name is or what they do. And it's so simple, but it's so overlooked these days with all of this more is better, rush, rush, rush. And so take a moment to say who you are. Hi, I'm Dr. Robin Tiger. I'm the physician today taking care of you. If the patient doesn't know you already, it makes all the difference in the world. And I can't tell you, I will stop every healthcare professional along the way and ask them their name and what they do when I'm a patient. I do that all the time because they need to be reminded. They need to be reminded, right? And sometimes you do too. So please make sure you say who you are and what you do. And encourage your staff to do the same. If you see any of your staff, your PAs, your MAs, you know, anybody that's working with you, your NPs, you know, nurses, even your front desk people, um, make sure that they're saying who they are and what they do. Okay, what else? Say the patient's name. (laughs) Say the patient's name. It feels good when someone's saying your name, right? So say the patient's name. And speak to them respectfully if it's Ms., Mrs., Mrs., Dr., Mr., you know, whatever it is. You know, first name depending on the situation. But say their name. Make eye contact. Another big one. I know there's all this typing into the computer going on, but, and you're rushed. Whether you're walking someone back to a room or whether you are, you know, in there taking notes, make eye contact. Look at the person. Think of what it feels like when you're the patient and no one's making eye contact with you. Third or fourth actually is reflective listening, right? Reflective listening, you know, repeating back to the patient what the patient said, right? It makes sure that you get it right. And it also lets them know that you're hearing them. Five is not cutting the patient off when speaking. Oh, I know you're rushed. That's a big one. They've got lots of things to share with you. And sometimes you just want to get to it. Right? So really allowing the patient to finish a sentence. How does it feel when you're getting cut off? Doesn't feel good, right? So not cutting the patient off, really taking that pause and letting them finish. Relaxed body language. You know, if your shoulders are up around your ears and you're standing and you're just kind of jotting things down, that doesn't feel good. If you're at the doorway as well, come into the room, sit down. Look the patient in the eye. Have relaxed body language. People will sense your body language and it will be reflective in theirs. 
Next is speak conversationally, right? So speak conversationally, you know, not higher than thou, (laughs) holier than thou, right? So really having a conversation helps to put the patient at ease as if they're in a partnership with you, that you're in this together, you're figuring this stuff out together. Next is respectfully redirect, respectfully redirect. I created this term because sometimes when you are needing to not interrupt, but let the patient know you need to talk about something else, it's important to come with the language that allows them to still feel heard, but allows you to get to what you need to talk to within the time period that you have. I do this all the time with my coaching clients, individual groups, and so on. It also happens when you're with a patient in a situation, whether it's a procedure, whether it's an appointment, um, needing to respectfully redirect. And I'm going to leave that up to you as to what feels good. I can give you a bunch of uh, choices, but you know, as we went through it in our group, everybody has a different sort of way that they speak. But making sure the patient understands that you are hearing them, that what they have to say is important, and that you need to talk about this other thing now within the time period that you have. Next is use professional language. Speak respectfully and use professional language. I have had some very unprofessional healthcare professionals say some pretty disrespectful things to me as a patient. And I don't want to say them here, (laughs) but I can share with you that I'm still haunted by the way I was spoken to. And some of them had some sexual connotations. Others were just, you know, very paternal or maternal, depending on who the person was, right? And so I invite you to really use professional language and to speak to your patients in a way that you want to be spoken to. And so I gave you this list here. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine so far. And I invite you just like I invited my clients to add on to this list. Really go back and ask yourself, what is it that my patients need from me to feel respected, heard, and seen? And when I'm a patient, what is it that I need What is it that's important to me? And add that onto the list. So that's it. (laughs) This is what I want you to do. I invite you to utilize these three steps to get you into the flow state at work. I'd love for you to be the most efficient at work, to feel the most productive, and to feel the most joy that you can. And I also want your patients to feel seen and heard and love you for the amazing human that you are. This will decrease your feelings of being rushed, decrease your feelings of stress and anxiety, and just make your overall work more efficient and enjoyable. If you're newer to this podcast, welcome. And if you're wondering where to get the tools to build out your medicine cabinet (laughs) that we talked about in step number one with your maintenance and rescue tools, you can find them throughout 
many prior podcast episodes in audio format, and you'll also find them in short five-minute videos for free on my website on the homepage where it says, get calm now, feel calm now. So however you like to learn, you can go back and listen to some prior podcast episodes where I teach these tools and I also teach them to you in short five-minute videos that you can have for free on the homepage of my website, the Stress-Free MD website. That's stressfreemd.net. <laughs> okay, if you would like some personalized one-on-one help, if you're saying, hey, I'd like some more help here, reach out. I would be happy to coach you. Just set up a time for us to chat so we can learn about each other and see if we're a good fit through the link in the show notes. And if you are a healthcare professional and you'd like CME for this episode, the link to your CME is in the show notes as well. If you love this episode, please share it with others that you care about in your life. And thank you so much for listening and for taking time to care for amazing you. Remember to be kind to one another and be kind to yourself. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of the Stress-Free MD Podcast. Hi, I'm so happy that you're here listening to the Stress-Free MD Podcast, learning short, actionable tools to relieve the stress in your life. And I've got some amazing news for you. I've created some short videos for you where you can learn stress-relieving tools by video format as well. Me teaching you on videos. They're totally free. They're very short. They're about five minutes in length each because I know how busy you are. And all you have to do is go to my website, www.stressfreemd.net. And on the homepage, it says, feel calm now. And then you can click the link to get your free videos and I'll send them directly to your inbox and your email. And you can share this website with your friends, your family, your colleagues, so they can feel calm too. (laughs) So go get your videos. What are you waiting for?